Um, never actually played Will in sports because he was on thirds for most of high school. Right, right. I think he was on fourth basketball and he wore a sleeve. That was a Pete Riley, one of Will's first and longest friends. Um, sitting down with Pete was really awesome. Uh, not only because we, you know, talked about our favorite couple, Maddie and Will, but uh, Pete's one of my best friends, and it's pretty rare that you get to have a one-on-one conversation. That's um, two people incredibly focused, no interruption. Um, and our conversation continued once we were done talking about Maddie and Will, and Pete and I were able to catch up with. Um, various aspects of our own personal lives, which which was really cool. Uh, it's one thing that I noticed that I started recording these episodes as a gift to Maddie and Will, and uh, what I really enjoyed out of it is getting to know each and every one of the individuals that they care deeply about even better. Uh, so without further ado, let's hop in and see what Pete has to say. But our paths first crossed when we were, I don't know, a year old, two years old. Um, I tried to tell the story up in Sober Cove, but I think I got, uh, I was a little inebriated and butchered it. But uh, the way that we're told, the way that Amy and my mom tells me is that uh, we were at the Galley Grill one day, which is like the the um, lunch spot at the Eastern. It was kind of the casual spot where you'd go between, you know, sailing classes and the pool. Um, and we're probably... I was probably almost two or just turned two and Will was almost two. So that second summer we were alive. Um, and apparently Will crawled under the picnic table and bit me in the leg. Um, I cried. Will obviously didn't really care and just kind of crawled away. Yeah. And that was the, uh, that was the beginning of it. So a nice hard chomp in the leg. I, I must've looked nice and meaty. So, um, I was a fat baby, but so was Will. So, um, yeah, it just started with a, with a little friendly bite. So you guys met at the Eastern at one year old. You don't even remember. No. What's your first like memory of hanging out with Will? <laughs> um, I think my first like crystal clear memory is one day in the fall. Uh, we, I don't know. We were probably four, something like that. Um, Will had this little, you know that little Jeep that all these little kids want? Yeah. yeah. Will, Will had one of them. Of course he did. <laughs> Will had great toys. So I spent... Still, still does. Oh, yeah. That was the the high of his trip to Maine was his toy. Um, so I think that we were in the dry sale area. Um, and this is probably November. Uh, we're wearing our little kid Patagonia jackets and... I think this photo was up at, in Will's bedroom for a long time, and it's the two of us just ripping around an empty parking lot at the Eastern in that little in that little Jeep. So what? my like earliest memories are just that kind of driving around his neighborhood. The dry sale area. I mean, we're not all super yeah, waspy. Sorry. What is that? <laughs> uh, it's where you keep your boats. Oh, okay. When, uh, the boats you don't launch every day that don't live on a mooring that you haul them and you. It's kind of the. Uh, a gravel parking lot. Yeah. Um, Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, for the you're, lesser, you're, you're welcome. I'm sorry. The lesser class. Listener. I'm sorry. Um, so you Will, guys are all friends of Will. You should know. So Will had the uh, Will had the cool toy as a kid. So you mooched off him then. 
Uh, I still mooch off of them. Yeah, but, of course we um, all do. Yeah, uh, yeah, that and kind of mountain biking or, or mountain biking, but um, you know, we would go down the street, build little jumps. We had Papa Wheelie Alley, which was next to my house, and there was basically a a uh, a route in the road that caused the pavement to pop up. Nice. That's where we did wheelies. Um, so yeah, that was you know is kind of a uh, young times in his base. I mean, the times in his basement went from arguing about which movie to watch, which always ended up being monster trucks, um, into, you know, foosball and Beirut and, um, playing that Roxanne game. Yep. I remember that one, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, my earliest memories just, I think even for me are with Will, um, whether that's, you know, at the Eastern out on the boat, um, you know, we got so many pictures of us with like those little life jackets that have string drawstrings up the middle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and you know, Jock and Amy were always like a second. I probably spent more time at their house. Like, they probably should have paid more for babysitters because of me always being there. Yeah. Um. So. Well, it's funny because Jock and Amy's house is like the watering hole when we were growing up. Yeah, they had good snacks. I've, oh my God, I remember. I remember Amy like one particular moment when either Robin or Chrissy was the babysitter. And um, I remember her coming home and yelling at Will being like, your friends have to start buying snacks for this house. Like we always come home and there's nothing to eat. Yeah. Oreos and chips ahoy. Yeah. Cause we'd eat them out of all their snacks. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I had, I remember Will's babysitters more than I remember my own. Um, I think the first time I learned that a baby's head was soft was uh when Monica, who is, I think, the first kind of mainstay as a babysitter, yeah, um, when we were probably 15, I don't know, maybe older, but she brought over a baby, and I'd, like, never really dealt with babies, and I was like, holy shit, its, it's head is, like, so soft. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, be, be, be very careful with that. <laughs> she's like, Peter, please do yeah, not please, touch the baby. Please don't touch my baby. So, oh, it was her baby. Yeah. Yeah, so, like kind of like a second third fourth fifth mother figure monica was the um she's the first babysitter that i remember that wasn't an au pair i feel like they went through a stage of having yeah uh, tara tara yeah tara had the the fake red hair yeah she loved she's i think they had a couple south africans yeah the Um, danforce ran through them yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) they couldn't keep up i would get out of town too uh that's hysterical uh what about so at, after the Eastern, after childhood, you know, you guys both, um, well, you went to Tower, he went to Marblehead and Brookwood for a stint. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then you both went kind of prep school, Deerfield and Westminster, a little rivalry there. Yeah. I mean, we were always uh, competitive and no matter what we did, I think that um, it, w- it was healthy for us, but Will and I definitely had our, our fights and our schools were rivals as well, but um even going before that, and I hate to go back to the babysitter thing, but uh, my parents were just moving, and they found this old, uh, I would call it a uh, school report. Um, one of his babysitters was, uh, I think, a psych student at Salem State. Oh, you, you were telling me about this when I first showed up. Yeah, so yeah they so found she, some report that she wrote. Yeah, so she wrote a report about us, and it's dated... Pete's um, pulling up the report right yeah, now sorry, on, it's his on my phone. phone. They have a copy of it. <laughs> uh, Courtney Wilson, November 20th, 1995. So I was 
four, and Will had just turned four. And it says, uh, Peter, thank you for letting me watch you and Will play together. You both were a big help with this paper. Smiley face Courtney. The title is uh, Rainy Thursday Afternoon, an Observation of Two Boys in Early Childhood. There's one line that uh, I think describes Will perfectly. Because, uh, and they subbed out names in this, but I'll use Will's in mine. She goes, when I arrived at Billy's home, sorry, Billy is Will, uh, the two were busy coloring, stamping and cutting out shapes. Eric Carlson, who I believe is the author she's probably referring to, uh, would locate both of these boys in the initiative versus guilt stage of their development. I could see that they had each mastered the autonomy of the prior stage because two separate and distinct personalities were evident in both children. Will was evidencing his competitiveness when saying, I can make a better paper airplane than you, while Peter was mastering his environment, managing impulses in order to adapt to social roles and to operate well in a peer group. Scar, Weinberg, and Levine, page 301. Peter's role was being the guest in Billy's house. So that's just the start, and I reached out to Chalk and Amy and was like, were you like patient zero, like you just having your babysitters do psychology reports on us so it goes back to four but uh yeah we were competitive in everything including paper airplanes and then went to schools in the same league um never actually played will in sports because he was on thirds for most of high school right right i think he was on forced basketball and he wore a sleeve i remember that um but yeah it was it was always a good time because you know we were away at school a lot of the a lot of the boys were all at home um you know, I think there's four of us who were away, and then yeah. a couple were at the prep, a couple were at the high school, but so we kind of missed out on that. But every, you know, four or five weekends a year, right? Um, or like sometimes we got some surprise vacations. Um, we're sent home a little bit early, uh, but um, yeah, it was, it was fun to come home, and you know, it was good to get away. But obviously, I was always coming back, and there's no place I was going back to except Marblehead. Right. So there's a. Um there was a distinct period at Westminster where I think Will was like, I don't know if he needed to get out of there mentally or if he was asked to get out of there to save his, uh, you know. Take some time. Yeah, yeah. Reevaluate. To, to save his time at Westminster. But I remember distinctly like three or four weekends out of like six weekends driving down to Westminster from Boston, picking up Will and either driving up to go skiing or um, – driving over to Trinity where my sister was to like go on their college campus. And then I remember signing Will in as jock or like calling in cause we were so hung over on a Sunday when I was supposed to drop him off. Get off campus to behave yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a negative influence there, but I think I saved him from uh, having to join the rest of us. You look you know, where he is today. In schools. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was a little, little different experience, but, uh, you know, you always had that core group to go back to, and um, you know, other people didn't have that. You talk to some of your friends. Um, I mean, I keep in touch with a handful of them, but um, they don't really. Even like in high school, they'd be like, "I don't have anyone to go hang out with at home. Home's boring. I just kind of hang out there." And you're like, "Oh, I, I love going home." Right. Like, yeah. What about um? Do you remember when you first met Maddie? Um, I think. And I don't remember this specifically, but um, I think it was—I think it was away for a year. Um, I th- think it was after college. I—I I th- because I—I think they were dating for a while before I actually met her. Um, 
but uh, I lived in Colorado for a year and came back, and I think this is it could have been the year before, but um, I came back to Boston and everyone was kind of situated. They either just moved in or were moving in, and I was I still didn't have a job. Um, I remember coming and meeting them, and I was like, "This is these guys are doppelgangers." Like, yeah, and it's it's it really is there. Uh, you know, they're kind of perfect for each other in, in the way that, you know, not just because they're both blonde, but just because they're both just kind of so full of life and energetic and, um, always down for adventure. And they put up with my shit, um, which is, you know, not everybody can, can do. Um, um, so, but, uh, yeah, like, was it last weekend when we went to, went to P-Town? Yeah. Not many, not many people you can just up and, go to p-town with um and have a have a ball and um i brought like my new girlfriend who maddie never met and it was just like boom right away um you know part of the crew and i think that was the same with maddie um she was right away and uh then bringing all of her friends who there's so many people that i never would know uh, that now i'm like close friends with i feel like yeah um for both of them both will and maddie yeah when I think of some of his College of Charleston friends, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm tight with these guys. And you think of, you know, Mac was on. Like, yeah. I'm probably better friends with Mac than Will is at this point. And um, Maddie has that same effect where they just introduce you, introduce you to great people. And it's not as if they have many duds in their life. Like, everybody that they're surrounded by is really an awesome person. Yeah, they're always kind of like-minded and on the same, same wavelength. Um you know, they always want to go on the same vacations as me. So that's, that's nice. Um, I kind of, I guess like the, you know, when I really got to know Maddie was, um, up at Sober Cove and there'd been one or two girls before. Um, one came up with a, uh, designer bag on, on wheels and, uh, nice jeans. And I remember she walked out to the, to the swim dock. Um, and she's like, where do you shower? And Will's like, shower in the lake. She's like, what? And then she's like, where do you go to the bathroom? He's like, I told you this in the outhouse, those, those holes over there. It's actually, that's my favorite place to go to the bathroom is those out. Well, peaceful one, poop pals. One, yeah. I mean, hashtag peaceful poop pals. Yeah. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Look it up. Um, it's going to blow up. We got 25 followers. Um, peaceful underscore poop underscore pals. Um, but Will was like, yeah, you, you use the outhouse. And she was like, oh, I want to go back to New Jersey. And I was like, well, that girl's cut. And um, Maddie comes up and she's got her whole outfit that she bought at Walmart, uh, camo, head to toe, um, and was just immediately the camp mom. And, you know, Will would go to bed at 930. Uh, dinner's not even over. And he would just kind of sneakily slip away. And Maddie would just hold her own and hold it down and um, you know, get the chainsaw, get all the water sports. Um, I think, you know, at that point, you're like, all right, well, if you can cut it up here, if you love this as much as any of us do, as much as Will does, um, you can, you can hang around. And, you know, that's, I think a lot of girlfriends have come up through that. And once you get the main stamp of approval, it's, you know, there's no telling where it's going to go from there. A lot of people have come up and come out through that (laughs) program. Yeah. Some haven't made it. Um, remember the time we were up there for Will's ba- uh, birthday yes. and like Maddie shows up and meanwhile, all of us jerks for like the last five years have been figuring out how to mess with Will when we get up there. You know, we dyed his 
disgusting beard black that one time and then um maddie comes up with like six bags and i was like this is what's going on here and she's like we're gonna have a surprise party for will in the boathouse and she packed like i feel like she packed a blow-up bar i think that i think that like some of the decorations are still there probably i don't know five years later who knows uh that was yeah that was a, a different vibe than we've ever had up there and i think it took it took Maddie to do that. Like we were all so content with just drinking whiskey around the fire and playing cards. And then she's like, you guys, come on, let's, let's spice this up a little bit. And we had an absolute rager in this little four by eight boathouse That is the storage shed. Um, and there was disco lights and, um, oh yeah, that was, I think since then it's, it's been all you can think about whenever I look at the boathouse is remember that party. Yeah, and it it wasn't like it wasn't like a no one knew about it until like two days before. Right. When you see um, when you see Will, I mean, you've known Will since you were one, right? So you've known him longer than probably anybody. Um, when you see how he's changed because of Maddie, like from the Will we knew in high school and the Will we knew, you know, the first three and a half years of college, you know, how has Maddie influenced him? Um, to become the person he is now. Um, now he's like the man (laughs) that's, uh, she's made him an awesome, awesome human being to always be around. Um, you know, we always would, you know, give him shit. And, you know, when he had that, he had that fat lip for a while. Uh, and you know, it was, it was funny to make fun of the dork will, but he's definitely not, he's not a dork anymore. And I think, Maddie, you know, this, that started to happen in high school, but like he's definitely come into his own and, um, you know, the two of them together are like, they're like the power, power couple of our, of our group. They're the, they're the leaders. I mean, every good memory I have as a, as a crew, like, you know, there's people missing from, you know, people are off in other places and sometimes they're not always, you know, as ride or die, but they're always there. They're kind of the, the anchor that, uh, keeps us around. And I think that, um, I think we have Maddie to thank for a lot of that because, uh, you know, he's gotta be, he's gotta be a good human being cause he's got, he's got her. Right. N- nice yachting analogy there. The anchor. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's actually a Danforth anchor. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I, I think that when I look at Will and how he's kind of grown as a person, and I think he took such a positive step as an individual once he started seriously dating Maddie because he went from, he's always been unbelievably confident. I mean, the psychologist that babysat you guys at four years old nailed it, right? Yeah, I was just trying to fit in and he was being the better one, basically. Um, But he went from like, I think an almost insecure confidence to like a secure confidence. I think Maddie gave him that grounding to be like... When you have a uh, when you have a girlfriend as good looking or a fiance or a wife as good looking as Maddie, like you're gonna be you're gonna be going in confident. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no reason not to be confident though. Yep. Yeah. Will's uh, Will is incredible, and so is Maddie. What about um, kind of some last words if you if you were asked to say something at the wedding? Uh, <laughs> Thank God I'm not, because I'm probably gonna be. Oh no, we're we're <laughs> Pete. Come on, we're gonna make you say something after intentionally yeah. feeding you drinks. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I've you know, Will's obviously our first of our 
close friends, even like kind of first of any of my friends to, I mean, Chalik too, but he's the first of the, the ones with the, the wedding that we're all at. Um, I think it's just, you know, just keep, at first we kind of made fun of them for saying babe all the time, but like, this is something that it's just like, all right, like, this is awesome. You guys, you guys really do enjoy each other. You love each other. Um, and you're so like, you're so happy to be together. I've never really seen them fight. Um, and, and even if, if, if it was any sort of disagreement, it lasted for all of two minutes. Um, so I think it's just, just keep being outspoken and, you know, I'm not a PDA guy. I'm not, I'm not good at, uh, uh, being affectionate <laughs> yeah but uh you know you see you really see it with them and they're like it, it kind of it makes me it makes you like everyone else is very happy and you know just to be around that is is a great thing so it's just just keep keep doing you guys and don't ever change Each day through my window, I watch her as she passes by. I say to myself, you're such a lucky guy. To have a girl like her is truly a dream come true. 